Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of What's My Role? It's a special one-shot. I'm your DM, Ben Margalit, and with me are some new, some old, some borrowed, some blue players. I don't know what that means, but we're doing it. We got people... I'm wearing blue. There you go, yeah. <laughs> well, starting with, I'd love us to introduce ourselves. We have people playing in Australia today, people playing in Los Angeles, and people playing in Hong Kong, beautiful Hong Kong, where we normally play for What's My Role? Let's start with Daniel. Daniel, who is a DM for the Arcane Focus Network on many of our other shows as well, and plays in Star Raiders. Daniel, tell us about your character, who you're playing, and uh, do it. I am playing a Dragonborn Ranger slash fighter known as Criminifus Rex. Mm. He's blue. He's got orange streaks. He's got some horns going on. Uh, he's not really very good at talking, and he's not very smart at all. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that plays out over the session. Awesome. That's Dan. We have another member of the Arcane Focus Network, the GM for Star Raiders, our Starfinder podcast. We have Tom here. Tom was also Garrett in What's My Role's first campaign. Tom, tell us about your character. Hi, I'm Tom, <laughs> and I am going to be playing the Goblin Rogue, Vulix Blind Eye. He is a, a Soul Knife subclass, mm. which I'm super excited to really get into uh, because they actually get exciting from about level nine onwards. So <laughs> keen to do that. That's a good point. We are playing level 10 characters, which terrifies the crap out of me. Uh, so, <laughs> wonderful. So we also have with us Isaac. Isaac was Tom Hanks in campaign one of What's My Role? Isaac, tell us about your character. Thanks, Ben. I'm playing Bob Rilf. Uh, <laughs> not to be confused with a Dilf, which we have been referencing earlier, because he is indeed a mega Dilf. Um, Bob Rill is a person who's <laughs> definitely out to squeeze the most from any lemon, orange, or citrus metaphorical fruit. He wants to get the most out of it all. <laughs> and he's making deals. He's making deals. He's wheeling and dealing, you could say. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Bob is going to franchise the world one of these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's a, I forgot to say, <laughs> I forgot to say he's, <laughs> he's a gnome sorcerer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. A, a gnome yeah, sorcerer yeah. draconic yeah. line. Love it. And rounding up our four-person party, we have one of my closest friends, Omar Najam. Omar, tell us about yourself and what's up and uh, who you're playing and all that fun stuff. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I'm Omar Najam, and today I have the wonderful pleasure of playing Baradome Scaly, a lizard folk uh, individual, he, they, and uh, uh, they are a level 10 druid, but don't know it yet. Sort of archetype <laughs> is the character that's going. Uh, a character who's um, palled around with everybody, gone on adventures, but has mostly sort of like faked their way through pretending to be like a psychic and doing stuff. Um, but maybe has some inherent little abilities that they'll discover over time. Uh, and I'm very excited to see how that manifests. Yeah. <laughs> Loosely based on... <laughs> Loosely based on Sean Spencer from Psych, but love it. <laughs> Very cool. I dig exactly. it. I dig it. Well, without further ado, we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of What's My Role? Just to kind of get 
everyone situated in what's going on in this one shot. You're a party of adventurers, and we're going to say that you, you're successful. I mean, you've saved the realm. You're level 10, everyone here. So you've done a lot of adventuring together. You've worked together as a team for quite a while. And the whole realm knows your party. They know who you are. We can discuss what your name is later. It's tough to do it on the spot. But maybe it's Dilfs Incorporated. No. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> that's insane. Uh, <laughs> Unless. <no>. Unless. <laughs> is, is it insane? <laughs> is that just great? Uh, no. <laughs> so over the years since you saved the world and saved the realm, your favor has dropped quite heavily. Whether it was a deal gone wrong or failing to save a town or trusting the wrong person and being betrayed. One of those things where you know maybe you weren't in the wrong, but the story's being told that your party isn't reliable. They're a liability. Well, maybe maybe we like lean too heavily on the fact that we saved the realm and we'll get around <laughs> yeah. to like, people know me. And then we yeah. never did anything yeah. else. And then people are like, yeah. we don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, you yeah. coasted. Yeah, you coasted. <laughs> there, was a big, there was a big horrible event and something terrible, you know, a, a horrible event, and yeah. So you you probably <laughs> coasted, or or you let you let this go. You you didn't save the day one time, and people don't quite want you in their town when you come through. You used to have maybe parades. Got used to all that gold and having access to, if if what you love is knowledge and information, having access to restricted libraries in the capital city or if what you're after is insight into the greater world, having conversations with leaders of all these religions and divine priests and clerics and things like that, whatever it is that guides your character, you find yourselves on a port city in West Duras, and maybe you used to walk through the city with your heads held high, expecting people to do things for you, but now maybe you wear a cloak that hides your face. Maybe you don't want to be seen as much. People might start a fight with you for no reason other than to prove that they're right or they know more than you or something. They boo us as we walk past. Boo! Yeah, yeah. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> Some of these and lettuces and yeah. stuff, yeah. <laughs> but when times were good, Volix, you and Criminifus have known each other for years and years and years, probably before you were adventuring together before you started this group of adventuring party. And who do you think is the more aggressive of the two or the most uh, hot-headed? That would probably most definitely be me. All right, cool. Oh. You're, you're at a tavern. You're playing a game of chance. Maybe it's dragon dice or something like that. And you notice that the genasi, the earth genasi sitting in front of you, clearly just cheated. You got that passive perception up. You clocked oh, yeah. it. This is who you are. You are you are very perceptive. You're very quick with your hands. And if anyone's going to cheat, they better do it in such a way that they don't get caught. So, Can't yeah. hustle a hustler. What do you do? And how did Criminifus, who was also in the bar at the time, this tavern, how did he step in and help you out? Um, it was not my finest hour. I got uh, very, very angry like, you know, small man, 
syndrome type of deal <laughs> and uh, created one of my soul knives and just slammed it down in the table in front of this dude and then like scampered up onto the table and started yelling in his face. He got like really sharp pointy teeth mm. and, you know, it's like... <laughs> and um, Chromitifus had to come in and pick me up by the scruff of my neck and, and carry me out of the place and uh, <laughs> calm me down. And he... Uh, as he did, he dunked me in a in a in the horse trough outside to cool nice. me off, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and from that moment on, you know, trusting Chromenifus to guard your hot-headedness, your attitude worked really yeah, well. Yeah, well, uh, uh, he later pointed out that that guy would would have been really, really bad news. And uh, mm. if I had started something with him, I definitely wouldn't have gone well. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Barido. You join this party. You're you're not quite sure if you are a psychic or if you have powers or not, but you're out walking in the forest near your village where just an average day, not knowing mm -hmm. what was going to happen, and deep in the forest you heard a cry for help. As you rushed forward, you saw this dragonborn ranger fighter and this small goblin rogue taking on what appeared to be a giant ogre who was using a tree as a weapon to just try and smash, playing that kind of whack-a-mole with, with them. Ogre and, smash! <laughs> yeah, things were not going to go well, but you did something. What did you do? You know, you don't, you don't have powers. You know you don't have powers. Maybe you do, but what did you do uh, to, <laughs> to save the day? I have the entertainer background and actor feet, so I would like to say that I got the ogre's attention while I saw that there was a fight going on and kind of just, uh, hey, uh, eyes on me, eyes on me. Hi, eyes on me. Uh? And I just did like a little like gestury performance kind of situation. <laughs> Definitely not like a, I don't want to intrude on any like bardic <laughs> schools of thought, <laughs> but it was just being a little bit of a goof uh, and kind of just like making a distraction and kind of like very much diffusing the, um, <laughs> the uh, the tension and if that didn't work um, I definitely used my uh, druid craft just to make like little like fun like popping sounds in the trees and stuff like that you think you're like throwing your voice but it's, it's, it's yeah. literal druid craft yeah that, that ogre <laughs> exactly, yeah so so enamored by your by your by your performance or just so distracting it questioned it's uh what what it was doing there why why even smash why ogre puts, smash yeah he puts the <laughs> he puts the tree down everyone just sits yeah. on it and like yay yeah yeah <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> thank you very much thank you thank you very much thank you awesome and in and in being there and saving these two and helping them out, perhaps you joined with them, realizing that mm -hmm. maybe they could use some help and maybe you could use some adventure in your life, figure out what's going on with your magic powers, if you have them. You don't have them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chromitifus, you had, you had ventured into town. Your your party was hunting some creature, and you believe the creature had gone into a village. As you you told the party, maybe wait. You'll scope. You'll scope out everything. You'll see what's going on because you're a ranger. You've been hunting. You know exactly how to how to track. And then when you get in close combat, you're a fighter as well, and you can take it down or maybe at least provide good tactics when you come back to everyone. As you got into the town, you saw a gnome just sitting, being his dilf self, 
<laughs> Sitting by a fountain, unbeknownst to this gnome, this gnome was about to be the dinner of a large enchanted direwolf hiding, but you could see. What did you do to warn this gnome? So Chromenifus has like, because of his relationship with Bullocks, he's got like mm-hmm. an affinity for small people. <laughs> so he's just walked up and sat next to him like, hey, uh, <laughs> hey man, um, there's like a cra- this crazy wolf scoping you out. Um, I think we should just come with me. Just come with me and we'll go. Um, I'll, I'll help you out. We won't. I mean, I'm not really good at talking to people, but um, you're a really attractive guy. So I, um, I don't want you to get eaten. So just let's go. Let's come with me. Just come with me. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Come with me. And he, like he just picks him up bodily and like holds him under his arm. <laughs> let's nice. go. Let's go. You'll be fine. Um... <laughs> Perfect. Bob, I think as you were brought over to this group and you saw everybody and you realized maybe that this is a great opportunity, you know, adventurers, they don't have to do anything. They just have to save the day with their, you know, you already do magic as you you just will it. You don't even have to work for it, really. You're a sorcerer and make a lot of money this way. You could easily, easily be famous, riches and start your own multi-level marketing company <laughs> scheme. <laughs> if, you, if you work this well, you know, you get two friends to join a party. They get two friends to join a party. The party becomes the company and the company becomes the party. They tell their friends, and they tell their friends, and so on, and so on. <laughs> awesome. And and from that moment on, when Bob entered the entered the fray, you guys had, or you all had a, a manager, and you had a name. You are <laughs> Heroes Incorporated. He sold you on this, and you went off. But like I said, that was many years ago. Now we're back in present day, and you're walking in the streets of West Duras, a port city. As you're walking down, you find your way... Maybe it's late in the afternoon. The sun is going to be setting soon and the crowds are thinning out. You hear a loud call. Maybe it's a horn. Maybe it's a bell that's being rung. The sounds of ships and stuff. We get it, right? You're on a port. Yeah. Everybody roll perception for me. Wonderful. (laughs) Oh, Natty 19 on the first roll. Ooh. That's a 22 for me. 24. 22. 10. 10 for you. Um, I I kid you not. Uh, that, that was a nat 20 plus 6. Woo! So that's going to be a 26. Hey, I can take nice. a screenshot if no one believes me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, believe you. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to say that everyone aside from Bob, who's just very distracted, maybe looking at a scroll of all how, how your money and all of your uh, just like accounting work and just saying, you know, we're really falling behind on this on this business venture. <laughs> uh, but the rest of you for sure hear and see a large crowd that's gathering outside of what appears to be a large galleon ship, quite, quite immensely huge. Barry Dome, you see the ship's name. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of worn off a little bit. But the ship's name is the Mercy. And the Mercy. Yeah. And you see standing on the ledge of the ship, not re- like on the railing, standing on the railing, holding on to what appears to be a rope connected to one of the mastheads, is this golden tiefling with mm-hmm. what appears to be, Ooh. you have such a high perception with this, with the nat 20. You see these tattoos and markings across their face. And you can tell that this is Captain Maxwell. 
even without knowing, I think everyone instinctively knows who Captain Ariel Geldai Maxwell is. Stories of this famous and quite old tiefling with a with a scraggly beard, cloaked in this beautiful red and and dark purple colors with a captain's hat, everything going there, calling out to everyone, announcing that the mercy is about to take off on an adventure and calling for heroes to join him in this epic, epic adventure. What do you do? Um, just in case no one else heard it, uh, there's a call for heroes right now. Would we be interested in uh, joining that call and uh, possibly maybe regaining a little bit of reputation? <laughs> Much needed. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of pissed off this half-orc last night in the bar and I'm pretty sure he's looking for me. So uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's bounce. Everyone give me a history check if you'd like, just to see what you know about this ship. It's definitely a ship. <laughs> None. 12. The weird thing about this is you all rolled fairly middling or low, which is, you know, you're trying to struggle to get real details about the ship, but it's it's quite fitting because for some reason, you don't quite know why Captain Maxwell is just, like, you look at him and there's just, man, this guy is, this guy is awesome. Just good vibes when you when you see this captain, <laughs> and and the ship itself. Even though you know at the at the very at the bare minimum that the Mercy, the name of the ship, comes from an an engraving. And I don't how you know this is also you don't know where you where this knowledge is coming from. It's kind of just like oh you know things about the world or things about the city you're in or or you know that the name of the ship is nor mercy nor grace shall thy find in mine brace. There's something like a sharp, the sharp edge of a sword, but also this this belief that Captain Waxwell, there's nothing he can do wrong. Though you can't really quite place what he's done right, aside from the fact that he's pretty awesome. He's just so cool. So yeah, uh, you've decided you want to want to step forward to volunteer. Captain Maxwell's calling out to everybody. Here, everyone! Come, come! Who wishes to come and see strange lands and journey and make gold, make uh, make their name, make their way in the world? All are welcome, if ye have uh, references, of course. You know, two references would be great. <laughs> Volix, when you did that perception check, I think as... as as Berrydome was looking at the at at the ship, you might have mm-hmm. eyed some of the people around you, Volix, and seen a couple of adventuring groups that you've heard of that possibly have, you know, a- as much experience in this world as you might, maybe better, maybe better standing. And you see this half orc woman step up, and she walks up and says, I'm so sorry, but uh, Heroes Incorporated, have you heard of them? They've, they've ruined so many things in the past. I think once upon a time they were good, but I, really, you should want the Adventurer's League. That's us. I, uh, is that uh, is that uh, copyrighted? Maybe it is. We don't know. It doesn't matter. We're just an NPC <laughs> group. Listen here. The point is, choose us, Maxwell. Captain Maxwell, please. And you see Captain Maxwell looks at you looks down and I don't know we've had a lot of people sign up and uh, to be honest I haven't heard much of uh, what was it Heroes Incorporated you said I am 
Uh, having heard that our, our party's uh, details and reputation haven't quite reached the captain, it seems. Am, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's yeah. I take a, I slide a couple feet to the right away from the group. And um, I, to play into my actor feet, I would like to say, uh, you know, actually, I've heard of these folks, and uh, I've heard that they're pretty great. Uh, what did you say? Heroes Incorporated? Is that correct? <laughs> okay, give me a performance check. Give me a performance check for Wonderful. that. Wonderful. Um, I'm able to do this, I believe, uh, with advantage. So here we go. All right. That's the first one is 19. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go with the second one, which is 25. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you hear the word on the street. I mean, they, they've got people, you know, saying they're doing well. I I don't know who to choose. Uh, this is a real stumper, but that does kind of even it out. Uh, I want you to do <laughs> I want you to do just a flat uh, group persuasion check if you're all aiding. And we'll take the average and we'll see if it beats uh, the roll on the All bet. right. Can I use deception because we're lying? Sure. Yeah. Huh. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you believe is true. If you know you're lying or if you believe it's, it's true. It's the opposite of what yeah. uh, Omar said. Okay. Uh, that is going to be, for me, a 20. Wow. 19. Okay. A dirty 20. So wow. straight up 16. No bonus. 13. <laughs> you, you see uh, Captain Maxwell looks at everyone in the crowd. People are whispering, who's he gonna choose? What's gonna happen? Will there be an adventure? Is this one shot gonna happen? Or will he go with the badly named other NPC group? <laughs> he looks at you. He smiles and he has several teeth with gems and gold. And gems. He says, yeah, gems, gem teeth. They call him gem. gems. No, they call him Gildai and you see one of his eyes is full gold. Oh. And it seems to swivel and move and match as it looks at you and look at look at your group. And he just smiles and says, All right, Heroes Incorporated it is. Welcome aboard the Mercy. As he steps aside and says, Get the hell out of here, everyone else. We're going away. <laughs> Crouches. Yeah! Yeah! I... I, I quickly echo his yeah yeah get out of here you 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 you're, you're second rate go as get I, out as i walk past the the half orc uh can i just yeah. go tough luck and pat her on the like cuz i'm pretty tall like kind of reach up and pat her but try to like undo her weapon belt so it clatters to the ground i <laughs> uh, give me a humiliate pers- her well give me a sleight of hand it needs to be that a is, it, it needs to be to 14 13, 13. oh sh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and what's your passive perception? Is 20. 20. Okay. So as you try and do that, and you try and, and kind of lift and, and do a little like kind of hand lift, at the same time you notice that she walks up to you and is trying to shake your hand and is attempting to take a ring off of your finger. And you full on notice <laughs> the same. And there's a moment as you both realize you're both trying to steal from each other in this awkward moment. She looks at you and says, right. Well, right. well I'm going to get on the ship now. Right, um, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Kuminifus As you like, awkwardly Kuminifus walk away. just grabs, grabs Bullix by the yeah. back of the neck. Come on, we're going. We're going. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. 
And you, you walk up the gangplank and you see a couple of these sailors that are heavily clothed and wrapped with large hoods actually covering their, their heads while they're in port. It, it seems a little bit odd, but also there's an adventure coming. They're loading some barrels, battening down the hatches, as they say in sailor speak. <laughs> and you're about to set sail. The one phrase Ben knows. The one phrase Ben knows. <laughs> phrase ben knows. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you're home brewing. <laughs> <laughs> one shot, <laughs> and you decide to do something that you know very little about, like sailing, don't. Uh, so the Captain Maxwell steps up to the steering wheel of the ship and calls out to everybody and says, everyone to your places. And he turns to one of the sailors and says, three, two, go and show these new crew to, to, their, to their rooms. As one of the sailors comes up to you, and he takes off his hood now that the crowd is kind of dispersed. And you see that this is a warforged creature, which is not, I don't think any of you have had much experience. You've heard tales about automatons or mm -hmm. creatures that seem to move of their own accord, even though they are not made of flesh, bone, not natural means, but uh, wooden and what appears to be a, a type of metal that you've never seen before. You can roll a nature check to see if, if you can identify what it might be. Oh, if only I could. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that for me is actually going to be a 23. Awesome. God, what's with a nine? Nine, 19 <laughs> for me, but that's pretty good. Baridom, you've heard of a type of metal that was smithed out of what people would say is the sky itself or the stars itself. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. A, a form of like meteorite. This is not of this world. This is when occasionally when a when a star plunges onto the planet and and makes landfall. Some people have taken that ore and smithed weapons beyond even possibly mithril. And you see that kind of sparkling light in the metal of this creature as it looks to you and in a kind of ro robotic voice turns to you and says, "Hyar, come with me." <laughs> as it starts to move down to the, the decking to lead you. I will, uh, if it's all right with you, I'll <laughs> add that when Baradum notices that, um, mm -hmm. I wear a necklace that has sort of like a flat disc of, I want to say like granite. And within it, sure. there's like flecks that almost yeah, form yeah, constellations yeah. when you look at them. And that's just like under like my, like, you know, cloak or tunic. And I kind of like unconsciously like touch it and like, guard it a little bit but also just like to make mm. contact with it as i notice that metal um yeah and i'll just clock that for like later yeah 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 for sure as this as this creature leads you down two decks below to your own private room you're not gonna deck with the rest of the sailors but as you pass by you start noticing that all of these sailors they all look identical to the one that you're that is leading you. It's kind of hard. There's a moment when like they almost bump into each other, but kind of like a symphony of or like those those videos where you see the machines making things, like the giant machines making things where it's like hypnotic even. They move in perfect harmony where one moves to the side, the other moves back as you're going through the decks. They don't touch each other, but it's almost as if they seem to anticipate each other's movements as this creature, as he says, are you have run of the ship. Feel free. Your bunks are your own to choose. Here, yo ho ho, and a <laughs> bottle of rum. As he moves back, back up to the, uh, allowing you free run of the ship. I call top bunk. Up, oh, throw my bag up. 
Oh, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing? Is this is this acceptable for all of you? I mean, I, I this is we didn't have a chance to negotiate <laughs> the rider on the contract, but uh, uh, it seems uh, can can I get you anything? I would love to. Uh, to sweeten the pot. In fact, I'm going to go find Captain Maxwell, have a word with him, see if we can't get okay. some some beverages down here. Beverage service? Yeah. Beverages? Criminal I look around and I start pointing at everyone. Yeah. Beverage? Yeah. Beverage? Give me some of that pirate rum. That'd go down real well, I think. Pirate rum. Pirate rum. Pirate rum all around, I think. I think this is hey. This is a real cool, guys. How about a, this is great. How about a hammock on the deck? Can we can we sort that out? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will nice. I will yeah, definitely yeah, nice, handle yeah. that for you. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and maybe if um, they have, um, I, I and, don't know if there would be yeah. someone who's dedicated to, um, like, uh, if there's a specific, like, barkeep or someone, but, like, a, a seasonal um, regional drink would be fantastic. <laughs> Just, like, something special that we could only get here, if that makes sense. Of course. I'm oh. sure they have a summer session IPA or ale or something like that. I mean, yeah. So I'll just go and I'll go have a word with the captain or, or the first mate, I guess is what it's called. Um, uh, I'll be right back. Barrydome just lounges on one of the bunks and just goes, it's so good to be back on top. We had a really difficult time for a little bit, and I think that we're really back on top. It really feels that way to me. Well, it's good to be back where we belong, I think. And you're similarly stretching out, <laughs> hat pulled down over yeah, the yeah. eyes. Ah. Criminifus is in the bottom bunk and he's just like, man, this sucks. I wanted the top bunk. <laughs> is he like too big for the bunk? <laughs> yeah, he's, well, I mean, he's like, he's six foot 11. So like his feet are definitely hanging off the edge of the bunk. You would try to relax. This. He's got to like, he's got to go fetal position on there. Yeah. It's not a good time. His tail's getting in the way. <laughs> If there's a stool, I will. Uh, I'll quickly wrangle up the stool just to like prop it under your feet, but I won't communicate that. So just at some point, you'll just suddenly feel a platform appear. <laughs> just appears. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's that's better, I guess. Cool. Uh, back on top. <laughs> back on top. <laughs> so you're all in your room below deck, and Bob has gone up to see the captain, mm -hmm. Captain Maxwell. Bob, you pass by quite a lot of these automatons or these warforged creatures. They don't seem to be talking with each other, but they seem to be handing an item over. Like they're 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 tying things down. They're making everything ready for setting sail. And you notice they're doing it again in a kind of synchronicity. There's there's no beat spared. Every motion seems kind of practiced. And if something falls, the other one catches it. It seems to be kind of a well-practiced dance, if anything. As you walk up to the main deck, you hear a whistle blown, and the ship shifts underneath your feet. It feels like the ground is shifting. As you see above you, the sails have been unfurled, and you are pushing out into the sea. And you see the captain at the helm steering. What would you like to do? Yeah, I'd like to, uh, you know, adjust myself and then give, say to myself, okay, Bob, this is it. Don't screw it up. This is the chance you've been waiting for. And I, I, I have like a little, um, like a portfolio of like, um, of like uh, franchise uh, materials, like mock-ups of logos and things like that and, and merchandise. And I, and I approach the captain and say, Captain! <laughs> How's it going? Ah, right. It's uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rilf, is it? Uh, doing, doing exactly great. Exactly right, Captain. Ah, 
I, you know, Captain, you've got a real special operation here. I mean, uh, the the uniforms, everybody is looking tip top. They're all the same. I love it. You got a real theme. You're on brand. And um, you know, I just wanted to say, uh, you're you're really very lucky, actually, to be to to be meeting us at this time. It's a really exciting opportunity. A time for an exciting opportunity for you, actually. An exciting opportunity for you. And I just wonder, do you have a second for me to talk to you about uh, about about maybe uh, investing? Uh, have you ever thought about investing? Investing in what? Well, you know, in this and that, but we have a special opportunity with Heroes Incorporated where, you know, you could be a ground floor investor. We have different categories. Let me just show you some of our materials. Right, I, um, I am sailing see... a ship actively as you're you're trying to get me to look at this stuff. Uh, so uh, maybe this can wait until later. Right, right. We can set up a, a meeting time. Uh, I can have someone on my side contact you uh, and uh, and we'll, we'll work something out. By the way, before I just uh, leave you to the sailing of the ship, uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, you got any pirate rum? I'm looking for some pirate rum. Also, maybe something a summary, <laughs> kind of a summary drink. <laughs> Special. Session ale. And uh, just wonder if I can set up a hammock on the on the deck of the ship. You know, it's for the guys. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, how stars are. <laughs> <laughs> Here, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> oh, uh, natural, natural 20. Nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nat 20. Okay. Uh, he looks at you and and he, uh, uh, you see that smile. It creeps up on his face as he's, uh, I remember what it was to be young and, you know, trying to trying to really scrape by and get whatever you can. Uh, XO, Caliban 01, see to it that we have hammocks on the main decking. Uh, we don't really have much in the way of, we have some rum, of course, but we don't have much in the way of a summery drink. I can have them whip up like a sea breeze for you if that'll work. Uh, hopefully. That is perfect. We're thinking of having a sex on the beach, but, uh, we, we haven't really moved into, uh, more mixers and things like that. But, uh, but sure, like a sea breeze, we can definitely whip up for you. Uh, if, if you don't. I, I pull out a pencil oh. and I, and I, and a little piece of paper and I say, hey, you see this? Hospitality. 10 points. Hey. When I write the review of this bad boy, all the way. I think you'll find that everyone always has a favorable view of the mercy. As he turns and behind him, you see some metallic contraption and it's reminiscent of a steam engine, though you wouldn't really know what that looks like. It's like a large colander with, uh, with, a, with a hole in front of it. And he turns and you've seen this before. You are acquainted with magic, innate magic. And he turns and he casts a spell as energy seems to feed from him. And it's almost as if he's, um, <laughs> really, because he's looking forward at you, he turns his hands backwards as if he has children in the back of, a, of an SUV and is trying to <laughs> calm them down. But really that hand is just <laughs> extended backwards and this glowing green light, sickly green light, extends in two bursts from his hand and you see the entire ship starts to glow and below you, you feel as if the ground seems to be pushing a little bit aggressively into you, as if the ground is trying to push you upwards. He turns to you and says, you might want to find a place to hold on for a second there. As the ship lifts off from the sea and seems to elevate into the sky above and 
it takes you possibly a few seconds to realize that the shoreline is, is receding as you're pitching up at an angle towards the sky. You've heard of flying ships before? Flying ships in, in, in this world seem to be more like blimps as they slowly hover and move to where they have to go. This is aggressively starting to speed upwards, but you're not feeling anything beyond the bubble of air that you're in right now as a kind of canopy starts to envelop the upper part of the ship as if there's a mini atmosphere here. Everyone below deck feels the rumbling, feeling it, and some of you, I think you've all probably been on a ship before, this does not feel right. Something feels wrong wherever you are below deck in your rooms. What do you all do? Kraminifus vomits immediately. (laughs) 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 There's a pot there. I've never never felt anything like this before. Oh, God. Um, What the hell's going on? I will get up and, um, uh, I'll pat you on the shoulder, not realizing that I'm casting guidance on you, just in case you need that, um, in the next few minutes. <laughs> and, uh, look at. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you feel better. <laughs> um, does everyone feel that? Is that just me? The, the, the ground seems to be sliding a little bit backwards to you. Does everyone. No, no, that's, that's weird as hell. We should yeah. probably go make sure everything's okay. Kraminifus starts sliding out of the bunk. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I don't like this. Make it stop. It's okay, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Let's go up up top and, and see what's going on. Could be a storm or something. Give me a athletics or acrobatics check trying to make your way up. This is going to ignore the kind of difficult Great. terrain and get up there quite nicely. Kraminifus doesn't have sea legs. He definitely doesn't have air legs. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. Um... 11? All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. wait. With guidance? Is that a plus? Is that a D4? Oh, yeah. That is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A D4. Plus a four. Yeah. 15. <laughs> okay. Straight up. You were, you were, you know, had you not received that kind of, that, yeah. that magic. You, I think you suspect it's magical. That there's a magical, magic imbued into you guiding you your steps a little bit better. That you would easily fall down the stairs. Yeah. As you race your way up to the top of the deck and you see Bob holding for dear life as the ship is pitching forward and upwards. (laughs) (laughs) He's hanging off a railing. Uh, Next to the captain. (laughs) Yeah, and around you, all of these Warforged start to stomp on the deck in a rhythm as they hit a thumping beat as he calls out and says, it's time for the mercy to sail. And you hear uh, one of these Warforged blows into like a little pitch pipe and you hear them calling out a song that is 100% ripped <laughs> off from the Wellerman uh, that you hear the sea shanty. All of these, these Warforged start singing in unison as the beat thumps heavier and heavier as you hear. There once was a ship that left to sea From land to sky rose our mercy And though the air was thin and cold The sails did fill and go (gasps) Soon land will fall away And in the void our hearts will stay Far from the stars we know They'll barely cast a glow No summer sun nor winter freeze No gods that watch upon the seas Will save our souls from the terrors found Beyond the realms we know 
Soon land will fall away, and in the void our hearts will stay. Far from the stars we know, the barely cast a glow. As they sing this song in perfect rising harmony, some of the models taking lower, some taking the, the you know, you hear some of them hitting soprano notes, you hear some of them hitting alto notes. They're, they're genderless automatons, <laughs> and they're just perfectly in sync as they sing this, and more shanties as they are doing their work perfectly as instructed by the captain. Didn't realize we were getting a show. Where's the drinks? I, I make my way over to the, uh, to the guys and, uh, and say, you see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I keep asking us to practice. <laughs> and you guys don't want to put in the time. But you see the pageantry here? This is what people want. It's not just about killing demons. It's about a show. It's about putting something together. The drinks should be on their way. Well, I'm, a, I'm only good at one yeah. thing. It's a bit of a compliment sandwich. Well, hunting stuff and killing it. So give me a break, yes. man. Um, I, on the other hand, and uh, using my actor feet, I will perfectly mimic uh, the Warforged uh, all singing uh, exactly pitch perfectly. <laughs> give me a performance check with advantage. Oh, right. using. Well, who are you pretend- You're pretending to be a Warforged singing? Is that what you're doing? Yes. You have to pretend to be someone else, right? That's yeah. true, actually. That so work. actually that won't. Yeah. I'll just go for a straight up performance <laughs> check then. Yeah. Here we go. Start doing the robot. Wonderful. Yeah, Love yeah. that for me. Um, that's going to be a nine. <laughs> a nine? Yeah. So you're trying to catch up and sing with them as uh, <laughs> one of the Warforged. They're all like singing and, and they're and they're moving about the ship. Some are um, readying what appear to be ballistas and, and different kind of weapons on the sides of the ship as the magic is unfolding. One of them kind of gives you a sideways glance and, as you're trying to... <laughs> trying to sing along but then continues to work <laughs> and the captain the captain kind of blows that that two-fingered whistle you know that really high pitch one and one of these models what you've come to see it walks out to you and is handing out these drinks that are quite fruity and delicious and he uh turns to you and says are this is your sea breeze as he hands them out and you notice um passively you can see this little uh one on its hand uh Thank you uh, very much. Uh, I didn't get a chance to catch your name, actually. My name is Caliban Model 001 R. Wonderful. Um, maybe call you <laughs> Cal for short. Is that right? Aye. Uh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for this drink, and I look forward to spending time with the crew. Anytime. Yar. Yo-ho. As it moves off. <laughs> And joins the rest of the crew. Um, seemingly, for a brief second, it's hard to keep track of which one is the one you just talked to, as they're all working in unison. Ooh. Um, incredibly friendly crew. Um, wonderful drinks. Um, quick follow-up question. What exactly is happening with the ship? <laughs> um, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look yeah. like we're on the water anymore. <laughs> you see Captain Waxwell like steering above as you're mid midway on the main deck. <laughs> yeah. You're, you are, you're yeah. reaching the sky. Kraminifus like runs to the back of the ship where the captain is. And he's like, he's in a bit of a panic. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> Captain, Captain, what are we doing in the sky? We're, we're supposed to be on the sea. I don't, I, I don't like this. We, we need to get back down. <laughs> Calm down, my dragonborn friend. We're sailing where the mercy sails, into the void between realms. It'll be fine. The void. I'm, the vo- I'm sorry. The void. The, the what? The where? 
where where are we going? Ah, I thought you understood. The Mercy, she doesn't she doesn't sail the seas. Uh, no. She sails the astral seas. She goes beyond the worlds themselves and into places where gods themselves fear to tread. <laughs> right. Wh well, um... why, why are you laughing? Oh, I was thinking of a funny joke. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. Here you go. Here you go. It's my favorite pirate joke. Uh, uh, what, what is a pirate's uh, favorite letter? Uh, I'm not good with letters. <laughs> uh, R? Yeah, yeah, you think it'd be R, but it's the C he loves. That's very funny. Um, maybe a quick huddle very quick with the group, with the team, yeah. if that's all right. Yeah, team meeting. Yeah, yeah, quick yeah, team, team meeting. meeting. Quick team meeting. Sure. Mm -hmm. If you notice down below, number thirteen, he's uh, he's uh, pitching up those uh, hammocks that you wanted. Yeah, you can use them as you as you wish. When you're when you're done, if you wish to speak with me, I'm just plotting a course, if you will, <laughs> making it so and such, engaging. You know the <laughs> words. As uh, I'll be in my uh, quarters, you can join me. Wonderful. Cool. Great. Cool. Thank thanks. you. Thank you very much. That's great. We'll do that. Um, okay, so um, when originally I um, heard the yells of the captain and I said we should fix our reputation by jumping on this ship, I thought it was going to be sort of a sea adventure. I thought that we were going to go to an island of sorts. Um, I did not realize we'd be going um, into the planes between planes. Yeah, you're not alone uh, there. Mm, did yeah, we negotiate Barry, a rate for this? Like, uh, this Barry, seems it just... like it would be need some danger pay or something. Yes, I like where your head is at. Mm -hmm. I think we can talk to the captain, mm -hmm. secure a couple more hammocks, probably. is <laughs> right. no problem. No, Bob, that's been, that's um, so I don't know if I want to sleep outside anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, that is like, yeah, I do have some additional concerns that might be um, uh, perpendicular a little bit. Um, <laughs> to, like, is, well, yes, um, where are we going, I think might be the biggest question. And I'm now kind of realizing as time is going on, I don't know what the adventure specifically is. Uh, I think, so what I'm detecting is you're worried mm -hmm. because you've never been to this place before. And what I am hearing when he says that is new market, <laughs> untapped market. So I think we really should just, you know, just have a little faith. I mean, when you look at the man, he inspires, I think, well, not really a man, a tiefling, but inspires mm -hmm. a kind of confidence that... Uh, Boy, you just can't buy that. So I think we should just just stick it out. Um, I kind of got I more, can... you know, passionate insanity is what I picked mm, up. Mm, mm, mm. Well, the line between genius and insanity is awfully thin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not quite reassuring, um, <laughs> Bob, if I'm being honest, uh, with that last bit. Um, especially, and I'm, I'm looking around, um, is the entire crew, like, made i don't want to ask an offensive question but <laughs> is it just the captain and then folks who were made for the mission do you, do you mean like mafia <laughs> like made men oh <laughs> uh, no uh i don't think so um if i'm understanding correctly you know i almost got made once <laughs> yeah he was in the mob <laughs> yeah dark times you know, Anyway. Uh, Barry, I don't think you can say that. That seems really insensitive. Just tell someone that they're made. I mean, <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, why don't we just ask them? Let's that 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 Cal fellow you were talking to a minute ago. Let's, let's, let's just just yeah, strike up a conversation. 
That's a great well, idea. That's a great idea. Um, that's a great idea. Uh, let's do that. Okay, great. And Cal, I'll turn Cal. And, yes, Cal, zero, zero, one. <laughs> As you said, Cal, 15 faces turn to, to, to look at you. <laughs> yeah. And then as you say zero zero one, uh, they all stop. They all go immediately back to what they were doing, and one of them walks up to you. Uh, now you can see they're dressed in classic pirate wear, with even though this was anachronistic at the time, like the stripy black and white shirt, like uh, red bandanas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he walks up. <laughs> yar, what can I do for yar? Uh, hello. Uh, how you doing, Cal? Um. Yeah, we want to just kind of um, sort of uh, 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 say thank you for hosting us so much. It's so nice. Um, this is we're the Heroes Inc. <laughs> that's kind of what we do. Um, that's who we mm. are, you know. And uh, we kind of go around doing implacably stares at you, uh, <laughs> adventures and and stuff. Um, and uh, uh, we were kind of wondering, sort of, what's the you know. We, You've been so nice to us. Let's get to know our host a bit. What's your situation? What's your deal? What brought you here? What are you chasing? What's your dreams? What do you What do you want? Um, who, who, what's you know? Who's the the cow under the cow? Our mission to emote. Uh, um, uh, let's. We'll, we'll do a quick vote. I suppose. I say yes. Right. <laughs> it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Granted. Granted. Yes. Granted. Unanimously granted. Yes. Oh, we find that it is better if we ask permission before activating our emotions. I am 15 years old, and I live to serve. As you see, a more uh, more kind of natural expression shifts to uh, its face. Oh, um, I see. Uh, live to serve, uh, like, uh, drinks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks at you and then indicates the ship itself and says, The Mercy. Ah, a working um, man. Yeah. I like that. Devoted <laughs> to his craft through and through. I mean, we could all take a note here, I think, you know. A little, <laughs> we could all be a little more dedicated. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Cal, I wonder if you could tell us, where are we going? There's some concern among uh, among this, uh, the team, and we'd just like a bit mm-hmm. more info. Uh, we seem to be sailing off into the stars, which is a real new experience for all of us. So, uh, uh, where are we As going? As you say that you seem to crest through like puffs of air stop appearing as you crest through the atmosphere of the planet itself that you're on and your ship is increasing in speed as it's shooting off at an angle from this planet that you've known not even knowing that there was a planet as you look back you can see this is a spherical planet you see the sphere and the rounded horizon as you see this tiny thing receding faster and faster from you and multicolored swirls start to appear in the space as you seem to be moving faster the the lines of the stars seem to be stretching as you're going inwards towards space uh and cal one turns to you and says the captain would answer those questions Cal, I, I I think this guy has some work to do, and just kind of like nervously looking around at the location. He he reaches for your glasses and starts to refill them. Oh, thank you. Let's maybe just go speak to the captain. He said he would answer any questions we had. Crom just starts hugging onto a mast. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, can I just take this opportunity to say, 
I'm totally shocked that we lived on a floating orb in a black void. Are anybody else uh, uh, weirded out by that? Yes. I, I just want to go home. <laughs> I don't like this. Um. Well, yeah. Um. Yes. Um. Bob, I'm I'm kind of picking up. I think also collectively that we're all kind of asking a bunch of questions and mm. anxieties are a little high. Um. I'll take a page out of your book. Should we go talk to the captain and maybe check in with the captain? Yes, I think this time we all go together. And remember, when we had the pitch meetings earlier about how mm-hmm. we want to approach this, just, you know, <laughs> we'll get our questions answered, but don't uh, yep. waste an opportunity. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, absolutely. We'll let you drive, I suppose, um, that aspect of the conversation. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, is the captain still there? Is the captain uh, retreated to his quarters? Uh, he, he went back. He, he pointed to where his quarters were and where his ready room is. Uh, okay. Well, let's just, he said we have the run of the ship. We'll just go give a little knock, see if he's in, see if he's indisposed. Yeah, head up. Boom, 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 boom. Mm, yeah, Perfect. takes a few seconds, and then he opens the door. All right, yeah, great. I see you. you've, you've, you've gotten your, uh, your void legs on, so we'll uh, step into my ready room and uh, just follow this way, and he leads, leads you into a, a room that's fairly ornately, beautifully crafted, and you see this large, very well-polished, lacquered wood table with these plush, beautifully carved chairs that are all around. They seem to be sort of, they they have a little groove in them to where you can kind of connect it depending on where the chair is going to be oriented in the acceleration of the ship. Right now they're all kind of locked into place where they need to be. You see a bar behind at the at one end of the room, and you see number of scrolls and items that are in uh, a few kind of cubbies that are off on the side, as well as he gestures for you all to sit at the table. Uh, can I? I just pop up to the bar and find like a digestive <laughs> sure. and yeah. pour a drink for Chromitophus, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, something yeah. else for myself. Just down that and say, "Well, Captain, let's hope you've got some." actual reasonable answers for just taking us out into the void like this. Come on. Give me a, a perception check. 14. 14? Passive um, 20. <laughs> I, I would say just your, with your passive and you're kind of looking actively, you see a layer of dust on a lot of the chairs, except for the one that Captain's sitting on. You see one of the, one of these decanted bottles of alcohol, which you can kind of smell from where you're at with your perception is a form of scotch. Uh, that that has no layer of dust, but the rest of them have like a fine layer of dust. This has not been quite used that often. And the captain looks over to you and says, uh, ah, you wish to know where we're going and, and things like that. <laughs> yeah, come sit down, I'll show you. Do so. Give the digestive to Chromophis. Drink that. It'll help you feel better. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. He sits down on one of the chairs, like gripping in with his claws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, he looks at all of you and he says, Well, I'll lay it out for you. We are hunting a rogue planet. I, I realize I'm going to have to explain some terms to you. Planets are what we live on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, rogue <laughs> means it's not part of any star, star system. Look, you know the sun overhead. Okay, this is going to blow your mind. It doesn't revolve. It doesn't go around our planet. We go around it, and a lot of things. Okay, and then he proceeds to explain uh, Newtonian physics to you, uh, <laughs> as he is explaining the concept of the astral sea, and that in the world that, that there are worlds beyond the world that you know, and that gods themselves tend to uh, have avatars or aspects of themselves that exist on these planes and they give birth to mortals and the same rules somewhat apply but there are different materials different things wherever you find if you manage to get to one of these systems 
that it life is different, uh, as different and varied as it is for you. And that I, I think I think it just gives you the rough rough d- description. It's a lot of terms. If you give me an intelligence check, I can uh, we can see if how much you're taking in because there's some stuff that's just I think a little above your experience. He's explaining, you know, he's breaking your brains yeah. a little bit. Every, like every time a new concept comes up, uh, Chromatopus yeah. does a spit take. <laughs> <He's just> blowing <laughs> his mind every yeah, time. Yeah. I got a 17. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I am... Let me s- quickly check something and see if this will work. Um, I a four. Yeah. I, I cast Comprehend Science. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I cast International Baccalaureate Physics. Um, <laughs> I have Cosmic Omen, and I rolled this earlier, mm. where I can... Because this is... An ability check? Is that correct? Sure. Um, if we're considering that, I can roll a d6 and we can just add this number mm-hmm. to this and I can do this three times. Yep. And I'll yep. justify it because I'm a circle of the stars druid. So I feel like... Oh, perfect. I might, I might <laughs> okay. be able to permeate this ability for <laughs> yeah. us to understand a little bit more. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, so oh, everyone can add stars. a six uh, to your score. Oh, nice one. Oh, thanks, man. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's us 16 now for me yeah, and, and now great, i'll be 23 great, great, great. Nice. wow okay, okay fantastic i'm a dirty 20 okay so i i think aside from chromatophis who is just <laughs> just spit taking yeah. again and again that digestive's gone and you yeah. have to like refill yeah, it, he gets another you refill one it and as you and then yeah. as you drink it spit immediately you know <laughs> every um, time <laughs> the rest of you seem to understand. He, what we would say, uh, the players would say, are galaxies and uh, traveling between galaxies, not even just within your own galaxy. That's what he means by a plane of existence, so or a demi-plane. So there are other planes of existence, like you know of, where there's a celestial plane that are like parallel universe-style things here. But a demi-plane is another galaxy, and he's describing that you're going to hunt for a specific one. Uh, and he, he just says that there are ruins on this rogue planet in the demiplane of Zondosi, is what it's called. Uh, the ruins of Gehina Kents. He, he just, his eyes seem to kind of light up as he says that. He says, we're after a prize very dear. If we, if we take this prize, the universe is at our beck and call. As he says that, and and I think after all of this, and, and you're except for Chromitophus, uh, mm-hmm. I think everyone, when he says the word universe is our beck and call, there's something grander. It's as if you realize the tiny speck of dust that you are is now really it's solidifying in your head that 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 realization. Willux doesn't like to be made feel small. Can I inside? Like what, what's <laughs> what's he talking about here? What exactly is on these ruins, and how do you know about them? How I know about them is I, I, I've been sailing these void, the astral sea, for quite a time. And when you've done this as long as I have, you hear tales of certain treasure. There are certain places that even the gods themselves fear to venture. And uh, this is one of them. I know oh. deep in the ruins on this planet is a prize that I wish to have. Can you tell us? All will be made clear as we get closer. For now... I don't I want mean, to break your brains too hard. Just, uh... I it said pieces already, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Come on, give us a taste. Don't I know it? Yeah. Chromitif- taste? You look over it. Chromitifus has just gone full catatonic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you yeah, broken yeah. my friend here. Stay with now, us. We've um, already had one pretty he, big surprise here. 
he lays out a map for you, a taste, you say, and he takes out a scroll and lays out the map. And the map itself, you see these um, motes of dust of varying size, like large spheres, small spheres. And it's not a trick of your eyes. They do seem to be slowly moving per- imperceptibly like moving on the because page. yeah yeah it's nice. like it's like it's yeah. zoomed out if anything it's like a magic map yeah exactly but it's zoomed out to the point that he's pointing out items to you and saying that's where we came from and you see that's the planet and it is moving because everything in space and nature is constantly shifting and moving but so slowly on these grand scales and he's pointing off in between two planes of existence you see a small little patchwork, and it's marked as Zondosi. And right on the edge of it, you see a small dot that is, is kind of an X marks the spot above it, saying uh, Gehenem Kents. And this is our prize. This is what I won most recently, and I need your help. Uh, Captain, I, I just have a question. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you seem fairly capable. Uh, you got a great crew here? probably can make more if you lose a couple and I did show, uh, see you shoot <laughs> green light out of your hands earlier um, uh, why haven't you just gotten this yourself I mean what what where do we fit into this he looks at you and he says um, I'll tell you true the place where we're going certain beings like my crew wouldn't be able to set foot the minute they'd enter the atmosphere itself they would be rendered inert the life within them would cease to exist. I need a living crew to help me on this mission. Okay. That is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Heroes Incorporated was a was a straight up, you know, you, you told me that you're fearless and you, you can do anything. It's a great, get on the bottom. Oh, I'm know, sorry. I, I didn't mean to say floor. we wouldn't, couldn't do it. I did, we, you know, we really believe in sharing our feelings in the group and venting our ah, emotions ah. in a healthy way. Oh, it's, I, I, I'll say the endless void itself terrifies the shit out of me. Uh, when you stare into the expanse of nothing yeah, yeah. and the things that haunt the void in between space, oh, you don't even want to get me started. Sure, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like when you lay in your bed at night and you can't sleep because all you can think about is how it just goes on and on forever and none of it means, yeah, I'm with you. Now you'll have those feelings. Yeah, yeah, you'll really have those feelings now. Existentialism's my bread and butter. Uh, do you have a, Barry uh, uh, Dome, do you have, you have a staff, right? Uh, yeah, or is it? Uh, I have yeah. what I happen to have is a spear of warning uh, that a I spear. got yeah. from as, my village. Yeah, as as you're as you're saying that the ship it's it's it feels smooth now. The acceleration is fairly constant, and you feel like you could possibly stand. It won't be as difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say that, everyone just give me a dexterity save Ooh. as the spear seems to vibrate or alerts you oh. to the fact that you should not be surprised. Okay. 17. 13. 18. 18. 28. 28. Oh. Um, Jesus. The, <laughs> uh, I'll say everyone except for Chromenifus manages to hold their footing. Chromenifus, oh, as no. you're spitting out uh, more of, of, of your digestive, you, you fall prone as the ship seems to be knocked sideways. Oh. Um, uh, as he, as the captain looks around, he says, 
All crew to the deck. We are being attacked, I assume. And then he runs out. Uh, everyone roll for roll for initiative for me. There All right, let's rumble. There it is. Right. Yeah. Let's get ready to fucking roll a two. Uh, yeah, can I use that 19, uh, that 28 as my initiative? Um, Natural 20. Natural 20, Ooh. wow. Okay, okay, okay. Bob, yeah. 17. Uh, Volux, oh, 17 from for Barry, yeah. Volux. 20. 20, heck yeah. Okay, Chrominiphus. Four. Okay, You got okay. this, buddy. Cool. Really, uh, really not enjoying the void, the void cruise that we're on right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bob, you're the first to act. You're in the ready room. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, well, first of all, what, what do we see? Do we see any? Oh, I see. You've got. The... Uh, you're still in the ready room. Okay. You're still in the ready room. You don't see anything at this moment. Well, then I would like yeah. to uh, run out of the ready room onto the deck of the ship and, and survey mm -hmm. what's going on. Okay, you have enough movement to get all the way out of the ready room as you, you, you weren't prone, so you have all enough movement to get out. You survey and you look around and you see in the distance beyond the void, this massive, what appears to be a, it's not a dragon per se, but it's like a large serpent that seems to wind its way around the ship. And you see as a number of the crew are moving to position to start firing at this creature as it seems to be kind of hunting the exhaust that you, you all pointed out the ship has. You see it maybe uh, views it as a source of possibly food as they're all aiming to shoot at it as the ship is taking evasive maneuvers. That's what you see. Along with that, you see these kind of motes of light. It seems to be this white, gold, red creature and, and it seems to be shedding off these motes of light as two of them seem to approach the ship and I'll show you what they look like as cool. they yes it's kind of imagining you know um, Ursula's eels from the little mermaid <laughs> yeah yes. the big thing <laughs> yeah these large these large kind of motes of light these things touch base on the the decking of the ship approaching members of the crew approaching the captain and they seem to be feeding off of the energy around you as the creature itself is wrapping itself slowly around the ship. That's what you see as you make your way out. We'll say, Bob, you make your way nice. there to- Oh, I see, okay. Right now. Yeah, so I will yeah. just, uh, yeah, anywhere on the top level is fine. Just close, just out of the ready room in order to be able to uh, to see. So I think if this is out on the map where I am now, mm -hmm. that's that's fine. Yeah, give me a uh, give me a perception check as you rush out and you see these these cast off kind of an energy beings that that have uh, landed on the deck. Eleven. Whatever was a part of this creature, an eleven. The best you can see is that that creature seems to shift its body to look at you as you stand there. You still have an action and a bonus action, whatever you'd like. To yeah, do. I'd like to cast shield. As you cast shield as a as, as a reaction to it looking at you, um, its gaze focuses right in on you as that magic flings out from you, creating a shield of energy as it seems. I think even with the lower perception, you can understand hunger <laughs> as it looks at you. You still have oh, an dear. action and a bonus action if you'd like. Um. Well, I, I, well, first of all, I want to yell, uh, hey, shut off the engine. These things seem like they're hungry. You, yeah, you yell down as the captain uh, is, is still back. Uh, in. <laughs> the captain isn't there yet. The captain's still with everyone else, actually, yeah. What did you say? <laughs> gotcha. Shut off the engine. That's impossible, my boy. Otherwise, we'll die. We need it to breathe. Oh, Jesus. 
Okay, got it. That's clear now. Um, I guess, okay, well, I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm going to cast, uh, you said I have an action, right? Yeah, and a bonus action as well. Okay, well, then I'm going to cast Storm Sphere. <gasps> Storm Sphere? Ooh. Okay, describe what happens. A 20-foot radius sphere of whirling air springs into existence, centered on the, uh, whatchamacallit, what do you call it? The thing of light, the light Yeah, being. this, like, m- this, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. And it's going to remain cool. there for the duration. Uh, let's see. Boy, you really... I'm the wrong person to start with. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You're doing great. New character. Okay, so it... Uh, 5D damage. Uh, each creature in the sphere... Well, there's only one, so it should be fine. Uh, so I need to roll 3D6. Wow, fourth level spell. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, succeed on a, a strength saving throw or take 2D6 damage. I see. Yeah. Yeah, nine. Looks like nine. Nine points of damage? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Strength save? Okay. It got a six. Uh, did not did not pass. Okay. So nine. Nice. Hell yeah. Nine points of damage, and you have a bonus action. Technically, you could cast... Uh, it is cast. Uh, it is concentration, I believe. And you can make it uh, hit it or hit the other one. It's There are two of them, right? Within uh, 60 feet of each other, and it'll cast uh, cause 4d6 damage. Yeah, let's do that. As a bonus. Okay. You have advantage on the attack, so it's a it's an attack. I see, I see, I see. Make a spell range spell attack with advantage if you cast it on the same one. Got it. Uh, well, twenty six. Oh hell yeah! Hits. Roll four d six damage. Hell okay, yeah! There we go. As with your bonus. So yeah, let's see what you do. Do 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 do. Uh, eleven. 16. 16. Mm-hmm. So you deal 25 points of damage as a as a uh, as as you cast this storm to appear enveloping this what appears to be energy that is fading in and out of existence as you cast the lightning down from the void itself creating an atmosphere where there was none as it strikes <laughs> true on this creature. Hell yeah, and it deals the full damage. You can see that there is something about it. Possibly it wouldn't have dealt full damage, but yes, yeah, hell yeah as you cast that lightning spell. The next person to act is Volix, as you're, you're in the ready room with the captain and everyone else. What do you do? Yeah, I just say, all right, let's get into it. And I <laughs> head outside. And as I run out Hell onto yeah. the deck, see these horrifying beings of pure energy. It's like, yep. Oh, uh, well, here we go. And in his hand, <laughs> uh, this kind of smoky blue dagger just materializes as he uh, oh, equips yeah. his soul knife. Nice. And um, you said uh, you used a very specific language before, Ben. And here we go. Mm-hmm. Tom's playing a rogue, so I'm I'm always yeah. going to be trying it on. Now, you said that this yeah. thing had focused its attention onto Isaac when he did these attacks. Yes. Is it possible for me to uh, hide or be hidden from this creature? I will say there's enough happening Ooh. with a storm on that creature that yes, you can. For sure, for sure. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'm gonna uh, take roll. A... Roll to hide. There is a passive. Per... It does have passive perception. So yeah, I'm uh, gonna use to uh, my bonus action uh, to attempt to hide. Maybe there's a barrel or a crate or something. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Ooh, haven't rolled well, uh, but I do have a plus <laughs> thirteen to stealth, so that's a fifteen. I don't know a if 15. I'm using stealth. Uh, you you think you might have hidden? It's very hard to tell, but yeah, you 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 dodge behind a barrel. Uh, you hope that that that, that you are not in sight of this creature. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out when I now make my attack. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, so he uh, roll throws yeah. uh, throws the dagger as it just roll with advantage. Ah, oh, yeah. so I do. I I am hidden. <laughs> Heck yeah. Crafty. 
right. Not great. <laughs> that's going to be a 17. 17. Ooh. That's still pretty hefty. Heck yeah. Uh, did my attack hit? Uh, it does hit. Sorry, yeah. It strikes true. Okay, Sorry. cool. <laughs> you said right. 17, right? Uh, yes, yeah, 17 uh, versus yeah. AC. It yes. just hits. Yeah. Just hit. Yeah. Okay, great. So, All right. Uh, so, yeah, this this uh, soul knife dagger just like kind of just goes, flies through the air with this smoky trail behind it. And it hits this thing. Uh, and with my sneak attack damage, I'm going to be rolling a handful of d6s. One oh, yes. Nice. Go for it. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's going to be 22 points of damage. Oh, but my God. But it is psychic wow. damage, I will say. So I don't know if it has any psychic kind of immunities damage. or anything like that being a being of energy. Maybe it does. Who knows? You cast that dagger as you throw it into the heart of the storm. This goblin hiding behind a barrel throws this magical dagger that you can recall at the at the drop of a hat all the way. It strikes true into the heart of this creature as you see it displaces us so much of this energy. It is not looking good as your crew is just dealing damage here incorporated where heroing is your business. <laughs> all right, come on guys, let's bring it to him. <laughs> I call everybody else to come out. Maxwell's going to race over, but Maxwell got a little bit below the ship's initiative. The ship mm. has no one at the helm right now, and you can see that that creature is shoving, like moving it to the side. I need everyone again to do a dexterity saving throw for me. Happily. It was on a 16 and then rolled <laughs> to a three. <laughs> no. uh, you get advantage because you are prone on the ground. You are prone cool. On the ground. <laughs> 12 for me. Tactical yeah. roll. ABP. Yeah, always be pro. <laughs> I got a 28 again. Okay. 16. 17. Anyone get below a 13? Oh, me. 12. Oh, oh 12. You are knocked backwards <laughs> five feet. Luckily, you are not near the edge, but you're flung to the railing. You know very much so that if you are flung one more time in that direction, Bob, you would be flung outside of the ship. And you can see the endless colorful. This is there's like like hyper neon color swirling around you as you're looking at this. The ship is moving so quickly, and yet these two creatures, the ship and the creature, this large, seemingly elemental, void creature, they seem to be kind of floating in the air because they're moving at the same speed. There you go. You are you're pulled back. It is now uh, the captain's turn. He's going to immediately race forward. The ship is now pitched, mm -hmm. and to move to the port where the creature is, it would be difficult terrain, but the captain is going to race, use his full movement to get to the to get to get the steering wheel and right the ship as you are all put back on level playing field. Um, that is his turn as he calls out uh, to the Warforged to start shooting at the creature itself, the larger creature. They're gonna start taking that one on themselves as you see their arrows are being loaded. Barry, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Um, I race out and just a little backstory of mm -hmm. Barry. Um, Barry <laughs> joined the group uh, with a sense of adventure, sense of longing, a sense <laughs> that there's something bigger out there, not realizing that, um, that, uh, that we're on a planet. <laughs> so it's kind of sort of yeah. <laughs> swallowing those yeah. words with some difficulty. Um, uh, but yeah. I, uh, when I go town to town and I do my sort of like fake psychic things, there's a lot of like little tricks with like candles and stuff. I'll sort of like pour like a little powder to make things spark. Um, I have little contraptions that make a gust of wind and uh, little like thunder sound effects and stuff. And um, 
I still have those on me, but as I race out and I see the these colors flashing by, there's just sort of a warmth that comes from that medallion that I mentioned earlier. And um, Baradome doesn't have a lot of time to think on that or meditate on it. And so I'm going to just throw out one of my essential like party tricks, which is just like a little sort of like confetti thing that's supposed to be a gust of wind with just like some glitter that comes out. Heck yeah. Um, but as I do it, I actually cast a spell. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not realizing it. And I um, toss out my ice knife. Oh, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> and so that flies at the nearest uh, nice. baddie. Um Heck these yeah. energy beings. Give me an attack. Okay, yeah. so Robert. that is... I always knew I was an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so I see the, the bluish knife fly out. Um, that is going to be a 16 to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, a 16 to hit. It unfortunately does not. Oh. It misses as you, as, you oh. throw, uh, as you throw that ice knife. As you cast it, uh, it just sails through possibly the energy that's been displaced. You just missed right. You you, you struck true. Yeah, but... perfect. Yeah. Great. I love that there's a surprise <laughs> with the ice knife. And then as I'm sort of just like, what the bloody hell is happening? Um, I would like to, with my bonus action, accidentally cast... Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's pronounced shillelagh onto uh, shillelagh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> onto my yeah. quarter staff. So as I watch this ice knife fly out, I kind of just like I'm stunned and just like, what the bloody hell is? And then my quarter staff starts to glow um, with magical ability. Heck yeah, awesome. Uh, as your quarter staff glows, and you know that if you hit someone with this staff, it's going to deal some of that extra damage. As you call for raw power of nature, but it feels like possibly you're bringing that with you. There's no planet to uh, bring this to you, the nature itself. You are nature in this in this place right now. <laughs> um, next up, it's these creatures. Uh, as they're seeing all this magic, this delicious magic, they're going to start to move towards what they wish. One of the creatures is going to move. The one that was eyeing Bob is going to shift. It's, it is right in between most of you. The other one has to use its full movement, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, it gets all the way to Volux on the other side, but has oh, to use no. a, a dash to get there. So there, a Volux is now surrounded by these creatures as one of the creatures is targeting. It looks like it's it's hungry for Bob and Volux is off its side. Uh, Barry is also next to them as you're all on the top end of the deck. Uh, only one of them can attack because the other one had to move so quickly to get to you as they seem to float through the void itself. It's going to, yeah, it's going to attack Bob because that's the one it wants. Bob, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save it is. And I got so wise. Uh, wisdom save. Uh, oh, I get advantage now. <laughs> uh, 16. 16. Wow. Oh, you are, <laughs> you feel like as it as it reaches over uh, and seems to extend what appears to be these tendrils of sparking energy, it connects with you and you manage to shake off. There was a brief second when you were very, very aware of the passage of time <laughs> and that time, time itself can be adjusted and manipulated through uh, through other means, and you feel like something not great was about to happen, but you managed to overcome it. Well done. Wow. Um, good job. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, the other one can't do anything, and it is now uh, uh, Chromitophis' turn. Chromitophis, you're on the floor prone uh, in the ready room as everyone is rushing out. You hear the sound of pitched battle away as you hear arrows being loosed at this creature. Cool. So he's going to do that, I guess. Get up. Sure. Uh, move yeah. through the door. As he comes out, he sees this creature of <laughs> pure energy and 
just doesn't know what he's looking at. Like, what is yep. it to roll a knowledge check or something to try and figure? Uh, give me a history <laughs> check or give me a nature check if you want to know about the creature itself. Um, yeah. What do you want to know? Yeah, you want to know oh, what well, they I want to know nature. what it is. Or, yeah. I'll allow an arcana check if you want as well, if that's something that you feel. Well, I rolled a five, so that's going to be an eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, it, it bad, it want you. It hurt friend. Uh, what, are, what are we doing here, guys? We're just killing this thing. Kill it. Kill this one. Right, cool. right here. Cool. Put it and he focuses on attacking. it for a second, and he's going to put his hunter's mark on it. Heck oh, yeah. yes. Dude. Yes. Uh, and then he's going to swing his great axe. With advantage. It is uh, technically flanked. Oh, flank city. Give me that sweet, sweet. Uh, well, that's a 20 to hit on the first one, but let's see if I can get a, a natty 20. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. So 20 okay. versus AC. Roll damage. Is it? It's not at its. It's not at its full HP at the moment, is it? No, it's been hit quite a lot. It's taken 47 points of damage if if we're counting at home. Cool. So as part of my hunter archetype, I'm a Colossus Slayer, and I get to roll Oof. an extra D8 on top of that. Heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. So Level 10. Hopefully I can kill this thing. Uh, that's going to be 18 points of damage. Bring the axe down. Bam. Describe what happens as as you as you destroy this piece of chronomental energy. Yeah, he just kind of he gets up, rolls out, asks the question, tries to figure out what it is. And then just brings the axe down in this like <laughs> executioner's chop and yeah, cuts yeah. it in half and it just dissipates into nothingness in front of him. He's like, what, what, where'd it go, guys? <laughs> what the, what's going on? No mess. Uh, as as <laughs> as as you're calling that out, the captain in, uh, at the steering wheel is just, ah, they're chronomentals. They leech <laughs> off of the giant beast behind us. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of that. You have one more to go, and it'd be clear sailing all the way to the planet. I promise you. Captain, I've got no idea what you just said. <laughs> it's like those things that feed off sharks. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I'm sure you'll be able to do some spit takes later when I explain it to you. Uh, Bob, it's your turn at the top again. Uh, yeah. Real quick, can I ask a question? The yeah. uh, So is the sphere still there if the creature is dead? It's still there. It's still okay. whirling. Yeah. It's, gotcha. Yeah, uh, it's back where the creature started. Started, but it can still uh, strike lightning as a bonus action. Okay. It's there. It's a powerful So um, I'm going to turn to the other chronomental, as we've just been educated, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and say, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> and <laughs> and cast a, a, a fifth level. Chronomental uh, tear. Ma magic <laughs> silvery barbs. Cast, yeah. cast fifth level uh, magic missile on it. Ooh. Holy crap. Okay. Fifth level? Yeah. Jesus. So, roll your damage. So, or do you roll yeah. it for attack first, right? Spell attack? I think it auto hits, right? Oh, I forgot. Is it auto hits? Yeah, magic missile yeah. just hits. Okay, okay. That's yeah, good because the D that I just rolled was really crappy. Okay, so <laughs> it's, uh, what is it? Fifth level. 74 plus uh, seven. I'm so glad this counts for me. So it's 22 plus seven, you said? So 29? Yeah. Jeez. 29 points to this thing. 29. And then roll an attack for me with your spellcasting modifier as the lightning okay. uh, to, to strike. It, it is uh, 22. Uh, to, to hit, yeah. Yeah, yeah 22 yeah. to hit, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Roll 4d4. That's the lightning, right? Yeah. It's all magical damage, too, of course. 10. 10? Yeah. 
Uh, you deal 39 points of damage. <laughs> first, as these five darts of, of pure energy seem to fling out from your hand, and then this strike of lightning strikes the back of this creature as it's just being bombarded as it, as you hear like struggling and grunts from this creature of this energy, um, dealing a tremendous amount of damage. It is not looking good after just one interaction with you, Bob. You have movement if you'd like to get away from that railing, it's your choice. Yes, 100% Um, I would like to move away from the railing, more towards the center of the ship. Sure, heck yeah. I moved. And it is Bullock's turn. Bullock's, what would you like to do? There is this creature right next to you. Yeah, um, I think I don't think Bullock's likes being the likely target of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to use a nimble escape as a bonus action to disengage. Yeah. <laughs> get away! Get away! Get away! <laughs> and he kind of like flavor tumbles back, like this little circus-like tumble. As you do, it does have an ability. Uh, and I'm going to use it because I'm going to freaking use these things that the cool stuff that they can <laughs> sure. do. Um, Before it dies, as yes. you move out, you 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 do get there. You for sure. You 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 nimble yeah. escape. You move out of its way, and it and it doesn't get a chance to attack you. But its hunger for the magic that is in your knife, it seems to reach out and grab the version of you that has moved through time and it moves in a different form of space and it drags you back and pulls a version of you that was next to it back right where you started Uh, and your movement was used, your disengage was used it doesn't get an attack of opportunity but you are pulled right back where you are with all of your equipment back to where you were. That's its reaction. That's so weird. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) As you, as you do make it, everyone sees you make it, and then for yeah. a split second, you are in both places at once, and then it resolves this, uh, wh- which like one is the real you. Or something, yeah. yeah, and yeah. you are there. Uh, cool, he does that, he's like, huh? What, what? Yeah. Son of a, <laughs> all right. Up close and personal then. Mm-hmm. And he kind of shifts his, the, the dagger just like disappears in a puff of blue energy and uh, mm-hmm. reappears in like a stabbing grip. Ooh. It's like, all right then. And he uh, goes to attack. Just a regular attack. There's no uh, sneaky sneaky with this because there is no yeah, nowhere to hide. Uh, correct. That's going to be a 21. A 21 nice. hits for sure. And I am also, this thing's larger than me, right? Yes, for sure. Uh, I'm going to Towers over invoke you. Yeah, uh, invoke Fury of the Small Heck uh, yeah. to deal some extra damage. Extra D6, it. right? <laughs> yeah. Stab it in the leg. Heck yeah. Can we just call that little man syndrome for you? Sure, yeah. (laughs) You're next, buddy. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, That's going to be 17 points of damage. 10 Uh, regular, 7 psychic. Oh, it's 10 regular? Uh, But it's your soul knife, right? I I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it just says extra 10 points of damage. So, yeah, I guess it's the same as whatever Mm -hmm. uh, damage the weapon is. So, yeah, 17 points of damage. It's clinging to life. You think think if you had struck just a little bit deeper, you could have struck the heart of this creature. For sure. Uh, all right. The the ship's going to move, but Maxwell actually goes, you're very lucky uh, for that you move there, and Maxwell's going to steady it back. But I do need a um, I do need one dexterity check. It's not going to really do much except for, I guess, Barry, you are on the edge of, of glory, and you might uh, fall off <laughs> the ship. So I do need a dex, uh, dex save from you. From everyone? Uh, just uh, from everyone specifically, but Barry is the one that it's really going to affect in this case. I think this but also, you could be knocked prone, so it could have advantage on attacks against you. There we go. Not if that oh, showed dear. up. Thirteen. Thirteen. You just. I'm not. You just made the DC of thirteen <laughs> that for for the shit. You managed to hold yourself against the railing and not get flung off. 
Anyone get below a 13? If I not, get, you're I all get a still three. standing. A three? You are not <laughs> prone, Bob. Uh, a, ten. a 10. Yeah, you, you're knocked down onto the ground. And this Bullock creature. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Get it uh, together. Gotta reinvent ourselves. Oh, it is. <laughs> I don't have my void legs yet. It's Barry's turn. <laughs> Barry, you go before the creature. What would you like to do? Um, I run up. Um, to the creature, especially since I watched this creature pull voice back, and I have my uh, glowing, um, my glowing quarter staff, and I still am not exactly sure what's going on, and I will attack with my quarter staff. Heck yeah, go for it. Um, and I believe because I've cast a light, like, this is going to be my, it's going to be a plus six instead. So this is to hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched that roll right over. That's going to be uh, an eight oh. hit. How does that do? What can you do with that, Ben? It does not hit. Uh, you race up <laughs> oh, and you no. smack, but it misses by a mile as you try and hit this creature that is attacking your friend that seems to move time and adjust it as, as needed. Unfortunately. Uh, so I swing that, and I'm just like, something is incredibly off. I feel very very strange as i turn to my friends to say this i would like to use my bonus action to actually activate my wild shape uh but because i am um circle of stars it's actually a starry form so as i'm saying this something is incredibly off and then i just turn into like a star field in the shape of an archer jesus christ (laughs) and i'm not landing any hits but something is going on with my body (laughs) yeah yeah awesome it stares at you and it is confused uh very much so um there's another one get it I need, uh, it was going for you, Volux, so it's going to continue that because you hit it pretty aggressively, pretty hard. I need come you on, to do a on. wisdom saving throw. Wisdom yes. is going to be a six. A six? Uh, as yep. it reaches out, and it, it does something similar to what it was, you saw this briefly uh, when the other one tried to grab hold of Bob, but this time you feel this kind of electric shock as you find yourself staring at yourself and your crew and you're seeing them negotiating with Captain Maxwell and getting onto the ship and you're you're in the port city and you're watching this as you're floating above it all and you're seeing you're not in the fight anymore and you're watching your crew just making the agreement to get onto the ship as that happens everyone else around you sees you just pop out of existence and then um, you are not there. Is it like in Lord of the Rings, you know, when he puts the ring on and everything's like, yeah. wow, is he yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he looks around and he's like, yeah. ah, shit. <laughs> and yes, and it is now Chromenifus' turn. Chromenifus, what are you doing? Yeah. As a bonus action, he's going to move his hunter's mark onto the new creature. Mm. Heck yeah. And he's just going to call out, oh, did anyone see that? Volux is gone. Where'd he go? Is he is he inside the thing? And he's just gonna rush up and like try and cut Volux out of the middle of this energy creature with his axe. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Roll to attack. Oh wait, he's got to stand up first. Yes. Yeah. Half your so, movement to stand up. Yeah. Stand up. Moves up. Swings like he's gonna chop down a tree. Oh, uh, that's an, uh, that is a fourteen to hit. 14 does not hit, and now you are right next to this thing. Yeah, as you reach over and try and and cut it down. And you hear, uh, and you hear 
in the background, Volux, as you're as you're watching this, and time seems to be moving, and like everyone's kind of talking in slow motion. You hear, um, you hear the voice of uh, a Chromitophis saying, "Like, anyone see where 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 Volux went?" Uh, as you're hearing that out in space, uh, it is. I'm right uh, here. Yeah, <laughs> as you call out, and it like echoes, 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 echoes. Bob, it's your turn. What do you do? You're on the ground as well. Uh, the first thing I do is I say, uh, none of you can die. I already have half of the merchandise printed. <laughs> it's too expensive. <laughs> and then I, uh, I get up uh, from the ground, and uh, yeah. I would like to cast Thunderclap on the, uh, the light entity. Okay, go for it. It's too. Are you just that, uh, using all of your max level spells? No, that's yeah. that's a yeah. that's a cantrip. <laughs> yeah. But it's two d six at level five. Ah, oh, not very good. Six six damage. And they, it does a save, right? Oh yeah, you have to do a Constitution save. Sorry. Of uh, uh, yeah. Okay. It gets a. I'll tell you right now. It has a plus four to con. If it makes it, uh, if it makes it, then it's going to probably continue and um, bad things might happen to Volux. Wonderful. Uh, and that is a six, so it got a ten. Khan uh, was uh, oh, my DC. Should be yeah. 14, right? Uh, as you do that, like the thunder claps and just echoes and <laughs> as this creature is blasted off and and uh, Volux is still not there, but there is no enemy. The The ship seems to right itself as the creature that was feeding has gotten its fill, has taken a lot of large, giant arrows into it and explosives as it is now sailing off in the distance. You're out of combat. Does anybody see Volux? Where's Volux? You don't know. No. Uh, um, Looking around uh, in the sky. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm going to... Without really realizing I'm doing it, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would like to cast detect magic. Heck yeah, go for it. Uh, great. So here we go. Um, and so I yeah, I guess I'm just kind of reaching out into the space around me to see if I can pick up on anything, um, and if there's a specific school. Yeah. Um, you see uh, abjuration magic all over Ooh. the place everywhere around you and you see um illuminated the eye of uh of the captain as he turns to you and you do see some transmutation magic as well um Mm -hmm. in the place where volix was and you do see the outline of volix as he's floating in the air in front of you but he's like there and not there it's like the halo you can see the captain looks at you and you can see one of the tattoos of the captain it looks Uh like kind of like uh, trident, but at mm-hmm. an angle, a sloped angle trident, one of this black tattoo. And you can see that there's a deep, fiery red aura coming from that. The rest of them see it's the rest. You can tell from your casting of the spell that the other tattoos are meant, uh, possibly meant to hide this mark specifically. But you do see Volux there, and Volux is starting to kind of reform in space. But as Volux is doing that, and because you cast that spell, Volux. You're floating, and then time seems to be moving rapidly from that slow motion of that moment that you're watching in those six seconds. Mm-hmm. And for a brief second, as you turn, you're looking around, and you can see the ship that you're on as your body is being pulled back into the flow of time. But just like a horizon, give me a perception check. That's a 23. Wow. Okay, yeah, just like a horizon, you can see not 
distance-wise, but it's almost as if you're seeing versions of yourself, the perspective of where you're at, and you can see mm-hmm. you standing with the the rest of Heroes Incorporated in a kind of temple uh, with immense space around you and a blinding flash of light. And you hear the word Ra'evkets spoken very clearly, and you are brought back into this flow of time, and you fall down, ah. to, the, fall down to the ground. Oh, oh. whoo! Oh, wow! Thank am God! I, like touching myself, like, oh, am I, am I real? Am I here? Are you back? Are you I yeah. don't know. Am I? Where'd you go? Uh, well, I think it'd be easier to say where I didn't go. Uh, there was, I think I went out there somewhere or, or something, and I kind of shoot a glare at the captain. This place is pretty messed up. I, uh, I think I saw the the place where we're going. This this temple. Can I recall any details about it? Enough yeah, to maybe uh, talk uh, to the captain. Ancient stony. Uh, the the material seems to be kind of hauntingly weird. It's very open, as if like it's exposed to the elements of space itself. Uh, you saw this jewel floating as well. It caught your eye, um, where that blighting light illuminated from. This piercing blue jewel, irradiating energy. Yeah, I describe as much to everybody and then say to the captain is that what you're after the big blue thing ah my boy i knew i selected right when i picked you yes we're going to hunt for the heart of the beast itself right well considering that was a i just had a very out of body experience um yeah if you have some matcha tea afterwards it'll clear it up for you i'll have i'll have uh, (laughs) number uh, 13 prepared for you Wonderful, wonderful. I'll get some of that. But uh, what, what, what exactly is this thing doing? I think there's a little bit more, uh, I guess, danger. Death. We can deal with death. You know, that's mm. that's a concept to us. We can we can be brought back. You know, we're 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 pretty uh, we're pretty tough. We've we've been around the block a few times. But uh, what just happened to me? That that's nothing like that's ever happened before. So I think you owe it to us to tell us what that thing is gonna do. Well, the thing that you, yeah, all of you fought was just uh, one of the many creatures that lives in the void that feeds off of the magic that uh, that we produce as a byproduct of sailing through on our way. But uh, the creature that we're hunting, or at least the heart of it, there are gods, and there are creatures that are beyond gods, older, elder, these nightmarish creatures that, I'll tell you a secret, Everyone leans in, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gods exist based on faith. As long as someone believes in them, they exist. And long ago, many of these deities shed their corporeal forms in order to exist on many planes, to not be vulnerable. Eldritch beings, on the other hand, they're a bit old-fashioned. They prefer to spread their bodies far and wide, pieces of themselves. And I believe that if we find these ruins, we can find the heart of one of these eldritch horrors. And with it, oh, the wonders we can wield. And I just say, kind of under my breath, Avket. Oh, Avket, yes, 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 yes! Ah, you know, don't say it too loud, though. He kind of looks around. (laughs) Why? Like I said. Is this like a a Beetlejuice thing or something? No, not like a Beetlejuice. Well, I I would say the closer we get to this place that's hidden from uh, most prying eyes, uh, the easier it is to be found. Right. 
I mean, that was a that was a really wonderful story that you just told me, but you still didn't tell me what kind of power it's going to be giving you. I mean, the power of an a, a beast, a creature beyond all time and space. We could cr- oh. we could control it. It is ours, my boy. Well, we have to get there first. Fantastic. That, that sounds wonderfully safe. Yes. Um. Do you do you mind, Captain? Really quick. Uh. Little team huddle. Um. Just us. <laughs> sure. Four, if that's yeah. all right, just real quick. Why not? Thank you. Thank you. Just real quick. Thank you so much. Okay. Of great. course. Um. So okay. Um. To recap, we just fought some creatures that could um sort of uh, futz with time a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this uh, this heart of the of the demon or whatever it is, it sounds like mm-hmm. a real monkey's paw situation here. I have a feeling that uh, <laughs> this is not something we want to find uh, too easily. Uh, that being said, uh, we are mm-hmm. under contract, so <laughs> right. we're gonna have to be clever about how we deal with this. That's a very uh, good point. What are we getting paid for this anyway? Like. You know, uh, we haven't been, set the terms. Good, yeah. <laughs> Mostly, we just dealt with the hammocks and the and the drinks. Hey, treasure. Uh, I'll say. I'll say this. Um, <laughs> your understanding is multifold. I would say this. Not only will you get you know wealth and things like that, but the thing that I think you all got from the start was this captain has such a well known reputation, mm-hmm. especially in 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 the country, in the realm that Probably you're from. Getting paid in exposure. Get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting paid in exposure. <laughs> but off. if he says, That's what if he says about. that you're all worth hiring and that you're good on good terms with him, then you will, anything you lost will be brought back to you. You know what I mean? Like that's enough. So much so that you could see people were really eager for, I, I, I think just the fact that even on a low just you know the name there's so many adventuring groups in this world so many things the fact that just on the tip of your tongue you're like oh it's captain ariel uh maxwell of the uh of the mercy listen i talked to him about the merchandise before we left the solar system at least that's what he called it the solar system the merchandise right yeah yeah we got the rights to the merch we're gonna get the the logo of the captain on every piece (laughs) and on uh (laughs) on all of our scrolls so everybody's gonna know that we are one of the captain's picks, if it were. By the way, that's trademark. Captain's pick is something that I'm starting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. If, if we don't okay. die. But, if we don't die. Um, so, I mean, when, when people... When he talks about eldritch horrors... Right. Uh, to, what are we... What are we talking here? It's hyperbolic. He's poetic. He's, <laughs> it's, it can't be that bad. <laughs> Give me a history check, so. if you want to know. Ooh. Yeah, and does anybody recognize that name yeah. as well? Give me a, a straight-up history check. Yeah. I, like, Three. Or an arcana have... check, or religion check. Those would all give you different things. Yeah. I get uh, <laughs> Make one choice, on, though. on intelligence checks to recall information about aberrations. Yes. Yes, you would have advantage on this, and I think you might get a plus six if this is one of the times that uh, I don't know what your what what uh berries uh, oh yeah you know in order for us to have information is. i will 100 percent um i will lend that to you and i'll just say for flavor text the way that can happen is while we're trying to remember i will look down at myself and um suddenly realize that i'm still in my starry archer form and um <laughs> give off and like oh right um yeah this is happening and i'll give up sort of like i'll bump into you and there'll just be sort of like a <laughs> glimmering star element um that gives you that plus six yeah the captain sees you and your starry farm's like ah never write at home um <laughs> yes i think so that was a nine on the first roll mm-hmm. 
So we'll go with the nine plus nature plus three. So 12. 12. On a, is oh, that, is that the highest plus for everyone? Is, that uh, yeah. is an 18. 18, 18 on some information on aberrations. No one got higher than that? Okay. Three. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, nope. Definitely one of those moments when getting it would provide some random shit. But I will say this. with your with your It's it's fairly high. You've heard of cults to Rav Ketz um, that they call the uh, endless hunger. And with that knowledge, in a deep speech, that's what, what it means is the endless hunger. And Gehinam Kent, when, when you start realizing the, the connection between the two, you realize that the, the translation would be the last abyss is where you're going. And your knowledge of it is that, yeah, um, there have been cults dedicated to this creature. Uh, he relays all this information and he just looks at everyone. Yeah, uh, none of this sounds good, guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to go see some hungry guy uh, try and steal his heart. Uh, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm down, but it just, this doesn't sound like a good time, yeah? Well, think of the exposure. Yeah, think of the exposure. And, and look at it this way. It's the last abyss. So we skipped like five or six abysses at least. <laughs> and we're going straight there. No, okay, yeah. I guess that, that's kind of putting me at ease a little bit. The fact that I know of, I'm kind of more familiar with aberrations, I guess. So, uh, yeah, uh, cool. And he just kind of looks at everyone and is like, uh-huh, let, let's do it. There's probably a lot of treasure there as well. I mean, that big blue gem thing. I mean, there's definitely going to be stuff around it that's that's probably worth a, a couple of gold pieces, if you know what I mean. Also, I mean, if I'm thinking about this correctly, our reputation took a hit when we suffered a pretty bad loss. And if there's sort of um, time dilation or <laughs> any sort of reality-bending time dysmorphia that we might be able to take a little bit of advantage of... Um, perhaps we can unwrong some rights or un or right some wrongs. Interstellar style. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, dysmorphia and uh, what el what else else you just said? Uh, yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. You. Sure, but if someone needs to jump into that weird abyss thing, like I just did, then somebody else can do that. I already did my bit for today. Okay. Um, we can do point. rock paper scissors for it. Yeah, that works. Sure. So you have this conversation, mm -hmm. kind of figure out where you, how you feel about this journey that you're on, and the captain turns to all of you and says that, yeah, we're burning straight through as much as we can to get there as quick as possible. Uh, we don't want any more attacks. So we should get there in quite a, s I would say, you got time for a short rest and to do whatever the hell you want in between. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, mechanically speaking, whatever that means to you, I don't know your characters or your your stuff, whatever that is, but you got a short rest, uh, as he as he calls that out. <laughs> the bar's available to you. I'll be in my I'll be in my cabin, uh, and he goes off. Well, there you have it. Heroes Incorporated have made it through their encounter with the Chronomentals. But can they survive the rest of their journey on the Mercy? And can Captain Maxwell be trusted? Find out in the next episode of What's My Role? What's My Role is a proud Arcane Focus Network production. Catch our other podcasts on their own feeds, such as Star Raiders, 
a Starfinder podcast, and many more. And if you get a chance, please write us a review in your podcasting app. It really does help us spread the word. Until next time, see you later. Looking for more adventure? Head to ArcaneFocusNetwork.com.